Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky. Please make sure to visit us online at phbcsomerset.com. BBS meeting right after church, and Danny needs brownies and cookies the last day. And Kentucky Changers is June 24th through the 30th, and that's at Southwestern High School. So if you want to help with that, get sandwiches, I think they're doing, and that's a great thing to help with. That's all I got. (laughs) So if y'all want to stand and shake hands with some people, we're going to do that today. The older man standing, we're going to worship the Lord. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. You've been faithful through every storm. You'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things. And I know you will do it again, for your promises, yes and amen, you will do great things, God, you do great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave, you free every captive and break every chain, oh God. You have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God. Above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. Above it all, hallelujah, God, unshakable, hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. You have done great things. All right. Reckless Love. I love this song. Obviously, God is not reckless. There's a difference between God being reckless and reckless love that he has for us. He's saying, there's 
nothing that will get in the way from me getting to you. I love you so much and I want you to be with me. There will be nothing in my way that will stop me. And usually when you think about people being reckless, you think about there's a good chance that they'll probably get hurt. And that's what he's trying to say. He is willing to hurt for us. He died on the cross for us. It is very important that it says, I don't deserve it, but still you give yourself away. We don't deserve it. There's no reason that we should ever have this much love coming from him. You can rely on it because it's, it's never going away. Snow wall you won't kick down, fire you won't tear down, come 
When I was six, I got saved, but I didn't really get saved to be a Christian. I got saved to get out of hell. So I wasn't really acting like a Christian. And then we got into a car wreck and I got knocked out and um, God chose to wake me back up and he gave me another chance. I was wondering if I was really a Christian and I didn't think I was because God had been convicting me a whole lot and so I talked to Danny and I was showed that I was a sinner and that Jesus is my Savior and Lord and now I just know how precious life is and that I'm living for Jesus and not the world. So now my goal is to live for Jesus and like Jesus. Do whatever God wants me to do. Stand back up with us today as we continue. is my firm foundation the rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus cause he's never let me down Faithful through generations, so why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I've built my life on Jesus He's never let me down He's faithful in every season So why would He fail now? He won't. He won't. He won't fail. He won't fail. He won't. He won't. He won't fail. my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, when everything around me is shaken. 
judge and our defender, suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in He sent into darkness, you rose in glorious light. Forever seated high. I believe in God, our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name.
Hi, I'm Kenzie Cup. I'm an upcoming senior at Pulaski County High School, and I'm 17 years old. I was born and raised in church, and I had two great parents and was raised as a pastor's kid. I was saved and baptized when I was seven years old and didn't really put Jesus as my number one focus like I should have. And so when I started high school, I kind of had a whole bunch of like doubts and concerns and like was doubting my salvation. Um, and I just kind of put it on the back burner like, oh, it's fine. I didn't want, I felt guilty about it because, I mean, I grew up as a pastor's kid, like, you know, you should be saved, like, it's just how it is, like, you should know. So eventually, I decided to confront it, and I talked to my dad and Corey, and I decided that I needed to rededicate my life to Christ. So that's what I did, and it was, um, it was just a wave of peace once I finally, like, did it. And I'd put it off for way too long, but once I did it, I knew it was the right thing to do. Since I rededicated my life to Christ, I've completely turned around and just made him my number one focus and center of my life. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible Good morning, guys. Is this on? I think it's on. Okay, there we go. How are you guys? Are you guys good? Okay, here, I'm going to give this to Miss Mailey. Can somebody tell me what this says? Faith face. Okay, so this cup right here is going to represent our faith and how we can grow our faith. Can somebody tell me how we can start our faith? Callum did it a few weeks ago. Does that help? Our first step is to become a Christian. Whenever we become Christians, that fills up our cup. And that's going to be like our start base. Can somebody tell me other ways to build on that? Yes, get baptized. What about sharing your faith with a friend and reading your Bible? What do you, where are you right now? Yeah, coming to church and singing. And sometimes, once your cup gets full, guess what happens? If I kept filling that cup and Bailey kept filling that cup, guess what happens? Yeah, it starts overflowing. And that can overflow into your friend's life. Can somebody tell me some ways we can give this to other people? Telling them about God. So that fills up this friend's cup. What about some other ways? How about telling them to get baptized? Inviting them to church, that's a good one. Can we get one more? Have friends. We can pray for our friends. And by the end of all that, we just shared our faith with all of our friends. And we still have some left too, so now everybody can build their faith. In the Bible, 1 Corinthians 10.31, the Bible says, Whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. So by doing that, we can share our faith with our friends. Okay, let's pray and then we'll go upstairs. Dear Lord, please just be with each and every one of us and help us to grow our faith and help it to help us share it with other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Traditionally, when you think of printing, you think of printing out something on a piece of paper using ink. Well, 3D printing is actually printing out a physical object. You have a digital image that you can create using uh, different animation modeling softwares. You connect this image with your 3D printer and it actually takes that, analyzes it, and it prints it out uh, in physical form, layer by layer. If you think about traditional printing, you have syringes with ink. Uh, with 3D printing, you can ha have syringes filled with all different types of liquid consistency. So this could be plastic, this could be rubber, some more advanced ones are using metals. Manufacturers have been using uh, 3D printing for decades, and you can print out car parts, uh, aerospace industry uses this, but also more and more you can print out really creative things. Uh, doctors are, are printing out prosthetic limbs, uh, you can now print out organs. We spoke to a fashion designer who was able 
to actually uh, 3D print sunglasses that he put on his models for, uh, for fashion weeks. It used to be that the average person couldn't own one because 3D printers are, were really, really expensive. We're talking like half a million bucks. But now uh, a couple different companies came and they said, you know what, we want to make this so average people could have this. You can probably get one for about a thousand bucks. So let's say I had a jacket and I lost my button. I, instead of going and, and trying to go to a store and find a new button, I could actually download the blueprint, connect it with my 3D printer, and I could print out a new button. The people at the forefront of this movement, they say they, they want this to be as common in people's homes as the toaster oven. So you can only imagine that five, ten years down the road, a lot of folks are going to have 3D printers in their homes. So some of y'all may or may not know, but I actually graduated from SEC this past semester with a 3D printing certificate. And you may wonder how that applies, but in my lab class, which is the last class I had to take, I had to do a project. And that project is I was going to try to redesign concrete with 3D printing to make it stronger while using less concrete. Well, I do not know how concrete works until that project. So when I poured the concrete, I did not pack it down well enough, so it left holes in the concrete, which caused it to be weak, and I couldn't even test it. But my professor still said, good job, and gave me an A. <laughs> and you may wonder how that applies to today. Well, are there bubbles in your foundation is what I would have to say. So if you want to take a look in 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 11, it says, according to God's grace that was given to me, I have laid a foundation as a skilled master builder, and another builds on it. But each one is to be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay any other foundation than what has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus Christ. So, how do we make Jesus Christ our foundation? Well, let's see what Matthew seven twenty four through 27 has to say. It says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain, rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built their house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great, great crash. It is not enough to hear and know God's word. We must put God's word into practice. Because it says, hold up, what does it look like when Jesus is our foundation? Well, in John 15, 1 through 8, it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Each branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes each branch that produces fruit so that it will pr produce more fruit. You already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The only one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. You remain in me, and my word remain in you. Ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be disciples. Notice how it says Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the vine that we cling to, and we are the branches. We, are, we, are, we cling to him. And then God is the gardener who waters us and builds us up, and we all come from him. So God wants us to be faithful. Notice how in the passage it says, remain in me many a times. And that means to depend on him and lean to him, not on your own understanding, but on his understanding. As it says in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. I have a quote from Adrian Rogers and it says, the faith that cannot be tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. That means a lot because if your faith isn't willing to withstand being tested, then it's, not, it's a very shallow faith. You don't have a very deep understanding of anything unless you're leaning on God. God not only wants us to be faithful, but He wants us to be fruitful. Notice how in the passage it mentioned fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. 
multiple times. It says in John 15, 2 through 5, Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes each branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you, just as the branch is unable to branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. I have another quote by John Bunyan. It says, If my life is fruitless, it doesn't matter who praises me. And if my life is fruitful, it doesn't matter who criticizes me. So basically, that means that you have to be fruitful for your life to matter you don't want to be a fruitless life. You don't want to be nothing. You want to be something. So then I would have to say, would you build your life on the foundation of Jesus Christ? In 2 Timothy 2.19, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, bearing this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and let everyone who calls on the name of the Lord turn away from wickedness. So, are you going to come to know Him? My challenge for you today is to turn away from sin and follow Him. Trust and follow Jesus. He is the one and, he's the only, he's the one and only true way to Him. And that's what I got for you today. I told you I was going to get you out for lunchtime. I mean, I like to eat. Look at me. So let's pray. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for everyone being here today. I hope that Everyone got something out of my short little message there. And if there's anyone that needs to come to know you, I hope they do come to know you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My name is Audrey Jasper. I'm 17 years old, and I'm going to share my testimony with you today. I grew up in church my whole life. Um, I was surrounded by my family members, so I was at church every Sunday and every Wednesday night. One night I was sitting with my mom because I was having a really hard time in elementary school fitting in and I felt very lonely and like I had no friends and I was sitting with my mom one night and she told me that I didn't have to be alone that I could have God in my heart with me forever and then that's when I just started asking questions um, and we talked about things and that night my mother led me to Christ and I can say ever since then I have not felt lonely um, because I know that I have the Holy Spirit within me and in my heart and I've been through a lot of difficult times through my life, and I can say that I have the Holy Spirit within me and that He's helped me through those times. Stand with us. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. Nothing can compare your living hope. Your, your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves when my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence lord holy spirit you are welcome Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope. 
Father God, thank you so much uh, for the chance to come and sing praises to you, to hear your word, to hear testimonies and encouragement today. Father, I pray as we um, just um, continue this service, I pray that you would uh, speak to our hearts in a, in a powerful way. In your name, amen. Before you move, we do have, if, if she, come on down, Miss Kinsley, oh, not Kinsley. Okay. oh, we have a children's church, sorry. Um, yeah, good, good timing. Uh, by way of announcements, again, if you didn't hear earlier, we, uh, we are having a VBS meeting right after the service. Uh, so if y'all would meet down here in the front, uh, we want to kind of go over things. Please be praying for us. Vacation Bible School uh, is an exciting week. We've got tons of already pre-registered for that. Uh, we'll have tons uh, coming. So if y'all would um, please be praying for us. The last, the last night of VBS is the family night. And you're all invited. Or your family. So it's family night, and uh, we feed uh, everyone here every night. But the last night, we are grilling hamburgers and hot dogs. And I, <laughs> Uncle Sam needs you. I need a few good men that be willing to man a grill for us and do some hamburgers and hot dogs. If you'd see me, I would appreciate that. Also, uh, we're needing some cookies and brownies. You may have heard that earlier. Cookies and brownies. Uh, if, if, if you can uh, make some of that Wednesday or Thursday, that'd be great. And that's going to be kind of our dessert, um, but that is this the last night of VBS, which is Thursday. So please be praying for us about that. I don't know if any of you were here last Sunday. Um, we had a precious moment where a young lady came down and said, uh, I need to become a Christian. And I got to sit on the front pew and, and pray with her and hear her heart and listen to her pray. Yes, here she is. Come on down. And um, she wanted to be uh, baptized. And um, th that was not her first request. 
she said, I need to become a Christian. And I said, what does that mean? And we went through things and, and uh, just was a precious, precious moment. And um, she comes today as a candidate for baptism. And I need to ask you today, do you accept her as a candidate for baptism? All, all those in favor, say amen. amen. I thought I'd be louder. I'm joking. They love you. We're so excited. So uh, at the end of the service, if you would come up and uh, mom, uh, mom, dad, uh, if y'all want to come on up and, and just stand with her, we're going to come and you're going to hug your neck and shake your hand. Is that okay? It's okay? Yeah. All right. And uh, next Sunday for Father's Day, that's an awesome Father's Day present, uh, to get to see your little one uh, be baptized. So we'll be doing that next week. So uh, let's go ahead and dismiss in prayer. If you have any questions, if God spoke to you today through the service uh, and you would like to, to pull me or Brother Corey aside, we would love, love, love to talk to you about your next steps uh, as a believer, uh, whether it's the first step to become a believer or maybe you're a believer in like some of these videos. You're like, you know, I've been on, I've been on, I've been on coast for a while. I need to turn around. I want to get on track. So uh, we'd be, we would love to talk to you about your next steps with Christ. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for these students, uh, the effort that's been put in place. Father, there are so many people behind the scenes. I'm so thankful for all those in the balcony, uh, and Peyton and Jane Ann and Logan and, and uh, Caden, all those that are working behind the scenes to make this go as smoothly as we possibly could. And Father, those that have worked so hard to practice music and to pray over this. And Father, you've been so good today. And I pray that we have made you smile. This is not a performance for one person to the other, but this is a church that seeks to make a Heavenly Father smile today. And I pray that we have worshipped you. Uh, and I pray your blessings on this group in this church. Father, go with us out in this world. Invite people to vacation Bible school. And I pray for other little hearts this week that will come to know you as their Lord and Savior. We love you, Jesus, in your name. Everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. To learn more about the church, find out meeting times, or learn how to contact the pastor, please visit phbcsummerset.com.